1: Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley.
2: Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And I tell you, Michelle, I'm so excited about the the show today. And uh, first of all, uh, I'd like to introduce uh, our our radio guests and fans and and, and also television, E360 TV. Uh, streaming, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, over 20-plus uh, live streaming networks uh, all around the world. And uh, I tell you, I want everybody to sit back, sit back, grab you about eight, nine bags of popcorn, because this is not the movies, but it seemed like this hero, this hero uh, was, 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 uh, was, you know, just being an ordinary guy, not acting, but the heroics came out of Michelle, what do you think about? it?
3: You know, um the guests we have on the show today i we grew up together on the same block he's a childhood friend known his family you know he is a just a norm, he's a good guy he's always been a good guy he's always been a a just a decent human being so am I surprised? no, I'm not you know he's just he's just a really genuine authentic person and um you're gonna learn a little bit more about him today on the show
2: wow, you know uh. Can't wait to get this started. Uh, I tell you, uh, if you want to be part of this conversation, if you're listening right now, you can call into the radio station, KCBQ, which is AM 1170 Answer, uh, FM 96 to answer out of San Diego. You know, I've been with them almost three, three and a half years. And, or television or, or, or just like I said, streaming network, you can go to the comments section and ask this man any question that you want to. Michelle, I cannot wait to get this started so can you tell our our viewers and our listeners first of all the title of the show purpose of the show introduce this great man and and let's bring him on and then uh i'm I'm really going to delve deep into uh, who this uh, great guy is
3: a pleasure the title of today's show is a hero story going above and beyond to help And we're going to get to know the father, husband, friend, and heroic Uber driver, Fritz Sam, to talk about the heroic event that took place in Brooklyn, New York, and why he did go above and beyond and help strangers. And we're going to discuss how this event, what he did, changed his life. So let's talk about Fritz Sam. Fritz Sam, he was born to Haitian parents who immigrated to New York City in the mid-60s. Fritz Sam grew up in Queens, New York, along with one brother and two sisters. He's always had a passion for health, music, and acting. He studied music business and audio engineering at Five Towns College. He worked in the medical field for 15 years as a certified X-ray technologist. But ever since he turned 18 years of age, his father told him to get his hack license. His parents worked extremely hard owning and operating their own yellow medallion New York City taxis. This allowed him to work as a yellow taxi driver. Since then, his driving journey has been an amazing one. That's where his real education started and still continues to this very day. What Fritz learned about himself was that he has a genuine love for people, that each person is truly special and brings something unique to the table. Today, Fritz's amazing wife, Nikki, our proud parents of two wonderful daughters, Kelly and Skylar. He continues to have wonderful friendships, lasting over 45 years and he has worked full-time as an Uber driver since 2015. His journey is just beginning, and he cannot wait to see what God has in store for him. The James Cooley Show welcomes Mr. Fritz Sam. Fritz, how you doing?
1: Hey. How you doing, Michelle? Ah, hey, JC. Doing,
3: yes, we are doing great. Welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling, look, I'm feeling, feeling excited. I mean, um, very, I just want to say... uh. I'm very proud of you and your husband and um you're doing um, some amazing things. And uh thank you for um thank you J C for serving in the military. Yeah, I don't know if you years. guys can hear me. Can you guys
2: hear me? Because yeah, my yeah, video exactly. my video seemed to have disappeared for a second or so, but um Well I can I can hear you J C just let you know I can hear you clearly. Okay, but that's okay. That's that's good. They got you and Michelle beautiful face up here. But I tell you what, our listeners, I want you to watch this. Sit back and just watch this for a second, and then we're gonna bring him on to tell his story.
4: Now to a New York City Uber driver who went above and beyond on a recent ride. We're not talking about providing snacks or offering a phone charger. This guy likely saved lives. And tonight News Force, Adam Harding has this exclusive story.
1: It was not my plan.
4: It was a detour that Uber driver Fritz Sam didn't hesitate to make.
1: We looked and I saw fire coming out of the second floor of the apartment. And uh, it looked pretty serious because the flames were come already shooting out the window.
4: He was taking a rider to LaGuardia Airport Wednesday morning when they spotted a Brooklyn brownstone on fire.
1: Well, I pulled over quickly, ran out the car. Together we just started shouting, is anyone inside? Screaming at the top of our lungs. There's a fire, it's fire.
4: An Uber driver on the job is being called a hero after helping people escape a building fire all while his passenger waited in the car. CBS 2's Thalia Perez spoke to the driver about this brave rescue. It was a split-second decision, says Uber driver Fritz Sam, to stop his cab and run. So you're in an Uber on your way to the airport when you see an apartment building on fire with people trapped inside. Naturally, you call 911. But your Uber driver takes a different tact. He pulls over and runs into the building. That Uber driver is named Fritz Sam, and that hero is with me now. Fritz, great to have you here. Thank you.
1: I'm very... It's humbling to be here.
4: It's humbling to be in your presence. Appreciate you. Now, Fritz, I appreciate you, because you could have kept driving. Why did you pull over and run towards the fire?
1: Um... Well, I have a, a habit of, of, of doing that. <laughs> just I, running I, into burning buildings. Well, it's like these situations present themselves, and you're like, do something. And it's like a, I don't know if it's a feeling, I don't know what it is, but it's something comes over you and, you, and you feel like you have to do something, and then you just don't think anymore, and then it's just motion.
4: Okay, well, that's you. I mean, you're built that way, but most people aren't. But when you pulled over and you ran in, what did you find inside?
1: No, so um, we pulled over. Uh, the first thing we did was, so kind, we did was like, kind of like, again, I was going to think about going inside. So uh, uh, we, just, we, we just tell them out. out, make sure we the, we the phone, phone calls, calls. asking if they're inside. You do, came out, came A out. and you're like, that wow. <laughs> That's
3: what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> well, Fred. Fritz. Fred- yeah. You have done an amazing thing, but you know what? Before we actually get to the event, let's start from the beginning. Can you tell our audience and listeners about you know where you grew up and what are your fondest memories regarding your childhood?
1: Um. Well, as you know, um, Mich- you know Michelle, you know, we grew up on the same block. Um, grew up in the Queens, New York, Laurelton, two twenty ninth Street. You know, I was thinking about this. I was like, wow. Whenever I think about my childhood, um, it's like I put a, i have a smile on my face because um you know we were you know working class family and um like i said my mom and dad were taxi drivers and they worked long extremely extremely long hours i thought everyone drove i thought everyone worked 16 hours a day you know you know you, you told me you work only eight hours i'm like oh what's wrong with you, you lazy you know it, you know it was just it was just that's how it was but you know so we grew up in a home in Laurelton and uh, a magical block to a twenty ninth street. And every home, it seems like every home had kids and we all just, we all just knew each other. And the block, I mean, you know, I, you know we, we talk about the block, we say the block. Mm-hmm. The block, we just grew up together. We had a chance, I had a great opportunity to be a kid. That's what, that's what I think about when I think about my childhood. And uh, I I Michelle, I remember whenever we do races, you know, oh, yeah. Michelle was always athletic, guys. Michelle was always athletic. I think she probably was the, was the fastest uh, girl in the block. Yeah. So, you know, she 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 uh, you know, she she did her thing. <laughs> so, um, so when I think about the block personally, mm-hmm. I think about uh, my childhood. I think about uh just being up, having an opportunity to be a kid mm-hmm. and um fond memories. Memories are wow, my fondest memory. You know, there's a lot of memories that stick out. I think mm-hmm. what I I think my fondness is um just growing up with all these people like uh wow Kevin Parker, Dwayne, you know, your brother Soupy, aka Conrad. Lester Freeman, awesome Conrad. awesome human being. Um <laughs> Tony and Russell, oh my God. Yeah. My my family, you know, which is Marley, Woodsy, mm-hmm. Pascal, mm-hmm.
0: Dallas, Daniel, oh
1: my god, Brian, John, Mr. John Stokes, Conrad, Junior, oh my god, all these people I'm naming, these are people I knew since I was like I don't know, t- 11 eleven, ten? Yeah. You know, I've, I've known all of you guys for over like forty five years. I mean, these are lifelong um friendships that that still go on to this very day. And Excellent. so um yeah, it's 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 when you think about it, it's like uh it's not a common thing to have all these uh long lasting um friendships and stuff like that. So uh fond memories, less playing punch ball. Mm-hmm. Us having, we actually got a punch ball, guys, but those who don't know what punch ball is, let's say you ain't got that much money, you can't afford a bat and a glove. <laughs> it's our, you know, it's our version of uh, of, of baseball using our uh, handball and yeah. our fist is the bat. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we serve ourselves. No one, no, no one needs to pitch us, but all the rules are the same, you know, three strikes and you're out all that stuff. And, you know, we, we played so many games. Um, those are, those are the fond memories that bring a smile on my face. And these are things I want for my kids okay. to have. Okay. <laughs> now, you, we, we're going to have to take a station
2: break, uh, but I'll sure. tell you, when we come back, I really want to delve deep into, uh, uh, this great, this great thing that you had just did. And I want you to tell the world all about it. It's your life. We got the hero Fricks. Sam's here, and we'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life, James J.C. Cooley.
5: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity.
6: Coming up on "It's Your Life" with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Pirick, the producer of the James Cooley Show. It's your life and in the new audio version of his book country boy city boy a journey that ain't over yet You can join james as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in america It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the american dream Get the new audio version of his book country boy city boy a journey that ain't over yet by dr. James cooley on amazon.com or wherever books are sold
7: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170.
6: San Diego. The answer. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley.
2: Hello. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And uh, I tell you, we we got this uh, great great childhood friend of Michelle, uh, but uh, uh, to the world today, he's known as a hero. And uh, I want to delve deep into that and delve deep into the mindset of what happened on this August the 17th. Day in Brooklyn, uh, Fricks. Can you tell our our, our viewers and our listeners uh, about the storm from early in the morning? I mean, not the whole thing, but this lead up to the story. Okay. can you do that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, it was uh, morning. Uh, it was my mom's birthday, actually. And uh, I got a chance to leave work, work early. Normally, um, I'm the one that takes kids to school. and God and he was home that day. So I was going like, to start a regular day. I started unusually early day. Um day. My second pastor was the young lady named um, Jemima. That was the one who, uh, who was a pastor. And um, she was going to the airport. Actually, she was on time. She said, yes, cool. We're driving, conversating. And I noticed something actually going off to the side. I saw someone like they were filming and, uh, and I saw some people on top of the staircase and it looked, you know, their body, like, everything said to me, something bad is happening here because people look concerned and looking at staring at something, I couldn't see what it was at first. And then um, as we we're kind of like just slowing down to look, I see something fall from the sky and it felt from the second floor, the building was on fire. So I quickly turned to my um, pastor, you know, we both noticed it and I said, hey, you know, can I, um, can you pull over to help? And thank God, you know, she was in that same spirit, she said, yes, you know, so we pulled over, I immediately ran out the car, Ran towards the crowd, asking, "Did anyone call the, uh, 911? Was it sure? You know, I don't remember. I don't remember anybody answering. So you know, because the adrenaline is rushing. You know, and uh, so there were some folks who were already out, maybe about five, um, six, something like that. Um, so you know, the um, I think I asked, "Uh, uh is anybody inside?" And um, someone said, "Someone's still inside." So I started shouting, "Um, hey, come on out!" If anyone inside, so, you know, if anyone's inside, come out, come out, shouting top of my lungs. Then we all collectively started uh shouting, come out, come out. You know, we're doing this for like about two minutes straight, shouting atop at our lungs. Because reality was it wasn't eight o'clock in the morning yet. There are people who might be in a building, not even aware that the second floor is on fire. So um a few people did come out. Um I immediately asked um I heard somebody say there's still people inside. It, it was at that moment I quickly handed the phone to somebody, I said, somebody just hold this. I don't remember how I got my phone back, to be honest. And I just ran inside because, you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's like a, it's not words. It's just a feeling of like, you got to do something. And it's, and it's only you not to say it was only me, but for, at at that point it was only me in a sense that I got to do this. I jog, I sprint up the stairs. I see a gentleman coming down the stairs. I grab him. I'm shouting top of my lungs because what was in the building wasn't going to hear me. I'm grabbing and say, Hey, you gotta leave. He's, he's like, no. And I was like, well, no. So he looked like he wants to go downstairs to get something. So I okay, fine. I, I, I let him go, you know, let me go downstairs and grab something but I kept it in my mind. I go up the staircase and I see a woman on top of the staircase. She was standing in front of the door of the apartment where the building was on fire. The building, uh, the apartment was on fire. I didn't see I didn't see flames yet, but I saw a lot of smoke coming out of the apartment. You know, she's like, um, oh, you know, her face like she said, uh, oh, what's the big deal? You know, it's only, you know, my AC fell, you know, my Air condition caught on fire. What's the big deal? And I said, Listen, don't worry about the AC. <laughs> I said, it's okay. I said, You may not see flames shooting out the apartment yet, but you see that smoke. I said it'll it'll, it'll take you a while. So let's just let's just leave. The important thing is, is just leave. And she kind of you know resisted that first. A little negotiation had had, you know, to get done. You know, finally I was like, you know, if you're not leaving, I'm not leaving. You know, and I, you know, kind of gently grabbed her hand and we slowly kind of walked down the stairs. I was t- talking to her, encouraging her the whole time, you know, saying everything's gonna be okay, you know. Got to the bottom of the staircase. She goes outside and now i was like "Oh, what about that guy went downstairs so i went to the end of the staircase i'm shouting downstairs hey are you there are you there and i kind of heard some activity going on down there so i said listen come on up you gotta come up now whatever you grabbing, grab just just come on up and so um he started coming saying, i'm coming and so he uh gets upstairs a little wobbly i hold his arm and we walk towards the uh the, the entrance of the building and that's when i saw uh, a police officer grab him and a firefighter was coming in and we just quickly went outside, and uh you know let, let the professionals do what they were. <laughs> let the professionals you know take over you know um I remember being really uh thinking about the lady i said you know I felt like I needed to say something encouraging to her because you know this is traumatized you know to to think that well, you're, I
2: tell you I, want, I you know I want to remind uh, our viewers uh, uh with uh, one of the uh, news clippings of that it's only about a I minute mean, thirty five seconds but uh I, I I want them to see
1: this.
4: It was a detour that Uber driver Fritz Sam didn't hesitate to make. We looked and
1: I saw fire coming out of the second floor of the apartment. And uh, it looked pretty serious because the flames were come already shooting out the window.
4: He was taking a rider to LaGuardia Airport Wednesday morning when they spotted a Brooklyn brownstone on fire.
1: Well, I pulled over quickly, ran out the car. Together we just started shouting, is anyone inside? Screaming at the top of our lungs. There's a fire, It's fire, get out. You know, c- you know, come out, there's a fire. I think I just made a decision at that moment to go inside
4: for ran into the burning building and saved two people who were inside
1: I said come on we got to go we got to go we got to go come on let's go I held his arm because he he's a little wobbly and we just walked to the door and by the time we got to the front door the officer was there that fire the first firefighter was coming through the door with the hose and so it was like, all right the professionals here let me get out <laughs>
4: and without skipping a beat he still managed to get his passenger to LaGuardia
1: it was surreal you know but we got to the airport on
4: time she caught a flight. His heroic feat caught the attention of Uber CEO, who called and tweeted to say thank you. Fritz says he was just trying to help out. Whoever's watching the news right
1: now, it's in you. I'm telling you. It's in you. I'm not, I didn't do anything special. I didn't do anything. If you know, if if your family was in a burning building, you would not hesitate to run in there. All I did was say, wait a minute, that might not be my family, but that's somebody's family.
4: He may not think he did anything special, special. but his but young his daughters young- would beg to differ. He's a super cat.
5: I never heard about a dad, actually, who had a passenger go into a building well who was on fire. I'm proud of him.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, oh,
3: man. that is amazing, especially having your little girls just, um, just so proud, I mean, they're proud of you anyway, but just think of you as a, a super cat or just super dad. But you know what, Fritz, looking at that video, you said that, you know, it's in you, it's it's in everybody. But you know what? Everybody might not have done that. And some people might have just, you got gotten, you know, a little frayed and just picked up <laughs> the phone and called, contacted the fire department. What compelled you to actually go into the building to help instead of just waiting for the fire department to take charge?
1: You know, um, I thought about that and, uh, it's a lot of answers, but the one that pops in my mind is that, um, you know, we all might we, we all might be in that situation one day. And mm-hmm. we're praying that if we're in a tight jam, that someone would help us. But now it's not you, it's someone else. And now you're the one who have made the same decision that you hope somebody else would make. And you have to make the right decision. You know, we're here to help each other. We're here to, we're here to be with each other. And we got to share the space together and love one another. So for me, it was just a matter of like, no, this, this, you have to do it because if I don't do it, I couldn't live with myself. So I do something. I'm not saying go run to, I'm not telling people to run into burning buildings. Mm-hmm. I'm saying do what you can. And you never know what, what that little thing, what that little thing, what I did was a little bit. That was that was nothing, you know, yeah. but it ended up being something big. But and I didn't go go there to run to a burning building. I went there to help. That was it.
3: But, you know, it was something to the people that you convinced to step out. And we got a couple of comments from our viewers who said, Paul Ballantine said, great job, bro. And Rich Tyrell said that was cool. And he also said, awesome. So we're just, you, you know, it, it means something to somebody. Um right, But you. let me ask you this, Fritz. Was there a moment of hesitation or fear in you, you know? which is normal, before you enter that building because it could have went the other way. I mean, building could have collapsed.
1: That's true. Uh, no, there was no hesitation. But was there fear? Yes. When I went inside, I felt very much afraid. I'm not going to act like I wasn't. I was thinking, what if what if you know what if the company blows up? What if uh I mean I even thought like I even thought like what if the per- what if the person who I'm trying to rescue caused the fire? And what if instead of being a rescuer, I'm the next victim? I mean, your thoughts are going to be all over the place. What gave me comfort is that I was I was saying Look, you know God, you know my heart. You know, all I'm trying to do is just help people. So please protect me. And I was able to just, and I know why I I ran into the building. That was clear to get people out. So my task, it was tunnel vision and the whispers of fear that was going on in my head. Thank God they were just whispers. I wasn't able to, at, at some point you just drown it out. You hear them, but, you, but you're not paying attention because you're focused on what you're what you there to do.
2: Wow. You know, you, that that is heroic, for any way you look at it. And it takes a great man or a woman with a heart of courage that really cares about others to be willing to run into a, a building or to be willing to uh, sacrifice anything about them uh for the love or uh or others and so i want to commend you fritz for the courage that you had and for saving lives we're gonna take a station break but uh i want uh, our, our viewers and listeners if you want to ask this man any questions whatsoever don't hesitate you can always call one 6 oh i'll tell you Five seven seven two four seven three. We will be back, yes, sir. After three. it's your life. I'm Dr. <laughs> James D.C. Cooley.
5: There's more stories of greatness to help you
6: overcome adversity coming up on "It's Your Life" with James Cooley. There's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd pirick the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is the unfiltered To provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger, better, and more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The Answer, San Diego.
0: Streaming now on Smart Speakers and
6: Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life,
2: Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to uh, the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, and uh, I tell you, Michelle, uh, just thinking about uh, her frisk story mm-hmm. uh, and watching that news clipping, and, and just, just hearing the passion that comes from this great man, uh, a passion of caring. And just like my great friend, Rich Tyrant, and you see him on the Unconditional Love, you are a mm-hmm. hero, bro. Thank, thank <laughs> you, thank you, um, <laughs> we, we try all try right. thank it you. We was that uh, that sentiment. And I, and I tell you, um, I'm I can't wait to hear more. I'm gonna turn it over to Michelle for a little bit and just just sit back and just uh, just delve off into uh, you telling this great story and you also telling us how you feel a few days afterwards and how you feel today. So Michelle, why, 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 why don't you hit him up with all of those?
3: Oh, most definitely. So, Fritz, you know, after this happened, we saw the reaction from your daughters. How does what did your family and friends have to say when they learned you did this?
1: Um, uh, I, I you know, to see um, uh, Kaylee and Skyler on, on TV and then um, to say such uh, nice things about their dad, you know, I think we, you know. No, I think that's that's, you know, for me, like all I you know, all I want to be, you know, I'm happy that everyone's you know, Sam a hero. It's 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 great allocates, Mm -hmm. but to be a hero to your family, you know, to see them, to see them see you in a positive light like that, everything to me, you know. So uh, that's that's powerful stuff, you know. And um, how I feel today, you know, I feel like God has um put. I felt like I was in the right place, right time Mm -hmm. to help someone because God knew what He put in me, and it was always there. And it was hard to embrace that because I made a promise not to do those type of things anymore, to get involved because you know, your dad, your family guy, you can't risk injuring yourself because people are depending on you. Mm-hmm. But I gotta tell you, I, I I embrace that side of me now and say, you know what? God has made me the person I am, just like how God made you the person who you are. And God's put in us wonderful, wonderful gifts and embrace them. Don't be ashamed of them. Don't be, you know, it took a while to accept this, you mm-hmm. know, and to try to enjoy it more. Um, I feel as if like, if I can run into a burning building, then all those little things that are jamming me up in in life, those are other burning buildings that I need to run into, you know? So God has put me in a position where it's like, if you could do this, I, I want you to see who you are, you know? And people need to witness this because they will understand who they are as well. So we are a lot more than we think we are. And God knows us clearly. It's for us to start seeing ourselves in that light, so we can like not hesitate and take care of things that we need to do. What are you? What is your burning building
4: mm-hmm. in your
1: life? What is that you got to do in your life that you got to run towards and do? You know. So for me, what I did, anybody can do. Everybody. Every time I ask somebody, hey, would you hesitate to run into a burning building because of your family? I have yet to hear somebody say, yeah, I would not do it. I haven't heard it. So, wow. it's, so it's, in, it's in you. I.
2: I love that. I love that. Let me, let me get this one Okay. Uh, Fritz, you just mentioned something. And this is one of the messages uh, that I spoke about. Is um, you have to really look at yourself. And just like Rich said a few minutes ago, unconditionally. You have to look at yourself. But you mentioned something about you have to be able to know yourself. Know yourself. Know who you are. Uh, know all of these things um, about you, yourself, and but and good, bad, and Then you have to be able to accept those things. Yes, uh, sir. Once you accept those things, you get a chance to truly know who you are.
6: Yeah.
2: And depending on how that turned out, you know who you are, uh, we're willing to do anything for the family, just like you mentioned. And so, why not do it for others if you get an opportunity? I mean, when you're not thinking about it, it's just that unconditional thought process. Of being burned out, families and let me—if uh, uh, it was your family, you're gonna run in there. Uh, in, in yeah. and me, I—I uh, probably be
1: hesitant a little bit, but um, I believe. Fine that, I believe He's I would have. But, but JC, I know you're gonna. I know you at that moment. I know you were gonna do what you have to do. It may look like something else. But I know you're gonna take action. You're you're a military guy. How many people are have the courage to join the military? I mean, you're a hero, bro. I mean, not, not anybody can do that. It doesn't mean I'm not saying if you don't join the military, you're not a hero. I'm saying to be able to, you know, put your life on line to serve other people. That's that's no joke. Oh wow, That's no joke.
2: Hold on, I think I think we might have a caller on on, on the line. Hey, can you hear me, talk? Todd.
4: Todd,
6: okay. sorry, okay. I was in the other room. No, 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 uh, you whoever you. was on the phone, they didn't answer, so call back and just speak to me. Uh, okay. Yeah, just
2: call. <laughs> whoever is, is on the phone, call because we want to hear from you. Uh, we really want to hear from you, and uh, turn it back over to you, Michelle. I, I didn't mean to take it away, but uh, Fritz <laughs> had me thank you. Uh,
3: No problem, <laughs> no problem. So Fritz, um. Do you have, okay, so my thing is this, you know, any type of extraordinary event that we come across, what did you find out about yourself when this, after this happened, like mm-hmm. you could never imagine that you did something like, you would do something like this. What did you learn and kind of summarize what you learned about Fritz Sam? after doing this what did you learn about yourself that you didn't even realize you knew
1: i learned that it's okay to accept the things that you might think are uncomfortable just embrace who you are you know i feel as if like you know why was i so you know why do you, i didn't want to say anything to anybody i was like to say i was not gonna say anything to anybody why was that, why was that a thing? Why am I downplaying something that's if it's good then it's good because some part of you feels as if like it shouldn't be that, but it's supposed to be that. that's who you are so I to, to me I, what I feel is it, it, that event was a reminder for me to embrace me. I'm very happy no one got hurt and no one got killed. very, very happy, you know you know, I'm, but this is my lesson. So now I'm just ready to embrace this part of myself and say, you know, how hey, what is the next thing I need to do to help somebody? Let's let's let me align who I am with with okay, my next movement is my next movement in alignment with helping somebody. If it's yes, let's go. There's wow. time to move. We
2: got a caller online one. Hey, caller, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, I can hear you. Hey, welcome to the yeah. show. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Doing I just regret, fine. Doing just I regret not hearing the
0: entire telecast, but um I i I've heard <laughs> but um yeah, I'm at work and so I, I I try to catch what I could. Uh, I do have a question for uh, your special guest.
2: Okay. I, I think this is Dr. Dr. Lester Freeman. I- How you doing, yes, sir? I'm I'm doing well I'm doing well thank you Um,
0: I do have a question for your special guest can I
2: ask
0: now now where do you go from here I mean because obviously you're not afraid of running into burning buildings do you you want to become a firefighter what what do you want to do
1: Dr. Freeman, uh, I'm I'm glad you asked that question. By the way, that's 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 that that's one that, that person talking, that's like a brother to me. Dr. Freeman, um, no, I have no interest in being a firefighter. firefighter. Uh I respect them immensely. You know, I, I think I, I what I what I wanna do is I wanna share my story. I wanna share my story because uh I feel as if like if my story helps people uh accept themselves. Then the story needs to be told. Maybe write a book. I think everyone, I think everyone should write a book. Let me actually write consider writing a book. Start that process. And um, anything that has to do with you know letting people know that there's something magical inside them that was always there, then this is what I I, I wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, a great question, Doctor Freeman, and, and um, always good to hear your voice. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you so Dr. much, Dr. Green. I, I do have a follow up question. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We, we, we,
2: we got one minute, but ask the question and then we'll take the break and he'll answer the question on the other side of the break. Okay. Um, were you
0: terrified about your own self or were you more afraid of the people inside uh, becoming engulfed and
1: consumed by the flames? Mm. Let me answer it now? Yeah. Um, Was I I afraid? Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, I want you to think, just because you're doing something heroic, don't think for one second that the fear is not going to be there. But it's it's having something that quiets the chatter. You know, something that if you know why you're doing it, it quiets the noise. It quiets the whispers. So you're still going to feel it. I was very much afraid but i was not gonna let that fear stop me from doing what i know made, what made me run into the building in the first place mm-hmm. wow i tell you what hey dr freeman i
2: don't know if you can hold on uh, to, for another two minutes after the break but we got to take a station break right now okay uh but we, we're gonna come back if you can just hold on uh we, we'll pick it up right after the break i tell you if you want to be part of the conversation call in uh, at the radio station one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three, or you can go to the comments and ask questions. It's your life, and we're gonna be back <laughs> shortly after the break with this great hero. See you shortly after the break.
5: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
7: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com.
6: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life You can either ignore them or embrace them Welcome to the James Cooley Show It's your life Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran And founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley
2: Hello, welcome back to Issue Life. Uh, I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley, and uh, and our great guest here, Frick Sands. And uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure to be able to chat with a hero and, and and kind of get an understanding of of how he was feeling when he made that uh, heroic act, and uh, just to you know. Find out what type of mindset he had and what he has now. And so uh, uh, we had to take a break, but we had Dr. Freeman. I don't know if Dr. Freeman is still on the line or not. Uh, if if he is, I mean, he had a follow up question. I know, Frick, uh, she was answering part of it prior to the break, but we had to pay the bills. Uh, Dr. Freeman, are you still there?
3: He actually just steps away. has to go see a patient, but Frick can <laughs> continue with his uh, response to Dr. Freeman's question.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So it's on you, Fritz. <laughs> oh, um, so I believe his it's, it's question was. Um, uh, I remember. Uh, was did I? You,
3: did you fear more for your life uh, or for the lives of the others in the building who
1: I, you? Um, you know it's you, it's a great it's a great question. I think the answer has to be that I was more afraid what was going to happen to the people than myself only based on what I did because, you know, your mind, your mind is still racing. The adrenaline's pumping, you're feeling, you know, they say like uh, flight or flight mm-hmm. or fight or flight. So, you know, you're feeling the fear, but you know, there's a the thought of someone perishing, you know, in a situation where you felt like you could help them, that's that's more scarier than, um than me not taking action, you know? So, nah, you, you have to take action. And, I'm not, and again, I, you know, I'd be very careful. I'm not telling people to run into burning buildings and stuff like that. I don't think people need to do. I don't think um, that's that's a personal thing. What I did is, was what I did because this, this is how I felt like I could help at the moment. There are many people there who were there who was also doing what they were doing to mm-hmm. help out as well. So it was a, you know, I was the only person that, you know, a gentleman had my car keys. He had, he was, I didn't know I parked by a hydrant. Thank God he moved my car because the, the fire department will do, they, they'll do what they need to do, you know? So he mm-hmm. moved my car for me. So I came back outside and said some encouragement to the people. I went to, um, you know, he he, he gave my car key. I was like, oh, my. I said, man, thank you. Like, you like, you're, like you're the best, bro. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> Cause he didn't have to do that. I was like, thank I said, you, you don't realize that what you did did for me because I had a passenger who still needed to be somewhere where she was trying to live her hopes and dreams. She's going to a a, a, authors, a book a author's conference because she wants to be a, a book writer. J- Jemima is her name. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, spirit. Wonderful, amazing woman who's going to do some amazing things in life, right? Wonderful novels and and whatever she writes is going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing stories. And I'll be the first in line to purchase that book. But, Want you know, to-
3: Definitely appreciate that, Fritz. <laughs> but no, she, she's, um, no,
1: she's awesome. Yeah. You know? It, yeah, it, it was supposed to be us. For whatever reason, it was supposed to be us to be there.
3: Well, Fritz, you know, you're by your bio states you have a genuine love for people. What do you love personally about being um a, an Uber driver? You know, what what do you love about meeting different people um doing that? Can you can you share with us? Um,
1: uh, I, I grew up in a yellow taxi cab family. My mom and dad drove yellow taxi cab for over forty five years, and I. Every, when I turned eighteen, I was going to City College at the time. My dad was like, "Look, get your hack license," and mm-hmm. so I would drive a yellow taxi on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I've been driving yellow taxi for decades while I was like trying to find out what I want to do with my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about driving is that you meet so many different people from every area of life, every culture, every economic bracket, every philosophical, philosophical, political variety. I mean, that was my best education to just learn from people. Everyone has a wonderful story. Everyone has an amazing story. So I I was the beneficiary of thousands of thousands of thousands of of people who was like transmitting beautiful things into me. And I hope I was doing the same thing and transmitting beautiful things in them. So our brief encounter, our brief encounter with whoever was in my taxi cab, Mm -hmm. we both Turn out to be better human beings because of that brief encounter.
3: Wow! So Fritz, wh- like, what? This is this is a good question. So basically, what do you consider your purpose in life
1: to be? Oh, that one's easy. So wow. I was when I was driving a taxi cab one day. I was at a red light, and I didn't know that someone had a camera and a microphone. They kind of snuck up on me. And it was like they threw the mic in my face when it was down. So I knew it was a summertime. the summertime when it was down, and they threw a mic in my face and they said, "What do you want to do?" And the question was, like, "What is your purpose like? What do you want to do with your life?" And I, mm-hmm. I remember kind of like kind of being startled, but answering at the same time. It was a genuine answer. I want to help people. That was like it was like a it was like it was like a instinct. Like you know, you, your, your cell phone's about to fall. You instinctively try to grab it. So that was like my genuine answer. So I know beyond. I know there's no. Um, doubt my mind that my purpose here is to impact people, you know, and and make it sh- make sure that when I when and if I impact people, I make sure the credit goes to where it goes, and it's not to me but to God because God created me, God made me this way. I didn't ask me this way; God made me this way. So whatever I'm creating, that's happening, that's helping people, I can't take the shine for that. I have to mm-hmm. give it to where where it goes you know, Lord, thank you. Like, thank you for like, I mean, today's another day, guys. We actually woke up today and we're like, here we are, you know, doing what we'd love to do. I'm like, I'm so proud of you guys. You know, like you're doing what you love to do. And it's like, yeah, you're a team. It's like, wow, like what a what a model. Like what a template, you know, to, to be partnered with somebody and yeah, helping each other. I know it's not easy and perfect. It doesn't matter. It don't need to be perfect. It's perfect the way it's designed. The, the way y'all made it, it's perfect for you. So, you know, all I'm saying is that I know that, I know that my love, my genuine love for people, I want people to win. I want people to be well. I feel it's like this is like this is a natural thing. We wish each other well. And so I just want to keep uh, keep in alignment with that and just make sure that whatever I do, it's in alignment with that principle, you know, and be an example for that. Am I perfect? No. I need more discipline in my life. There are certain areas of my life I need more discipline. My mom has mm-hmm. always told me, oh, oh, I want to say, um, mommy um rose y'all sam she's in the hospital with stage uh four cancer she uh breast cancer and she's um you know she's in the hospital she's the hardest working person i know and um you know it's it's tough you know got see your mom and um you know, Lord just uh just watch over her mm-hmm. um you know and just you know give her give her comfort and stuff like that and um and uh yeah she'll say hey i don't care what you do no matter what you do in life, if you don't have discipline, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. And that's something in my life that I need to focus on, just being more disciplined in different areas of my life. I have passions, and the things I'm passionate about, I see the discipline in those areas. But maybe the things that I'm not as passionate about. But are important. I need more discipline in those areas. Those are those are the those are the burning buildings in my life. But I need I need to focus and be better here because people are counting on me. I need to be a better example in those areas. And this is where I need to focus on, like immediately, so I can do the things that I need to do that's going to impact impact people. So it's a, it's wow. it's a, it's an opportunity to be better, and I'm I'm ready to take that journey on. I just want to be better. Thank you. Wow. Fred. We,
2: we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show. But, I, I, you know, I had to ask this because we all learn from ourselves, <laughs> and, you know, whether yeah. we are seasoned, older. And we look kind of look back at our younger self. If you had an opportunity to uh, talk to your younger self. Mm. What? What words of wisdom, and you got to make it 30 seconds at last, what words of wisdom would you tell a a young Frick Sam?
1: I would go to him and say, young man, believe in yourself and understand that you're here to do some amazing things. Don't worry. At the end of the day, no matter what's happening, everything's going to be okay because God got your back. So just do what you want to do, do it well, and be a great example. And don't forget to give the glory to where it's supposed to go.
2: And that's what it's all about, Rex, is giving the glory where it's supposed to go, always maintaining a positive, having a positive attitude and always being able to see past, and I call this the smoke, <laughs> uh, the, the <laughs> smoke. Uh, because that's where we find ourselves and that's where we find our, our true self yes, in sir. saving others. So real quickly, I know Dr. Freeman had mentioned this. He asked you this question, and you mentioned writing a book, but um, how soon do you plan on putting those thoughts that you said if you're truly going to do it together?
1: It's, it's, it's funny. So I, I made a um, I promised my daughter the last two summers we were going to write a children's book together, Kaylee. You know, Kelly has an imagine, beautiful imagination. I'm like, you know what? I want, I want to do a, a children's book with her, and I also have my other daughter, Skylar, who likes to draw. She's gonna illustrate it. So, you know, this, this, this uh, summer number two, and I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I didn't do it yet. But actually, um, Jemima, the pastor said, hey, don't put a timeline on it. Just get started. Just like how you ran into that fire, you didn't hesitate. Don't hesitate. So, as far as answering your question in regards to the books, uh, I'm gonna start writing stuff now and just start the process. You know, a lot of times we procrastinate, and then. A lot of time goes by, and I mean, do anything yet. So this is where I need to, to get to destroy that procrastination bridge, eliminate it, destroy it. Let the two sides meet. And I just cross over that line where that where that bridge existed, but no longer exists. I need to just take action in my life. Don't worry. It doesn't need to be perfect. Just just move. So for me, I just need to move in the direction that where I need to go.
2: Wow, Frick. So we are out of time, but man, oh, this, thanks, JC. this is an amazing. Major, show. Remarkable, love you, brother. Remarkable interview with you, man. And uh, now tell you, I know that our viewers and our listeners got a lot. Now, I want to leave with a part note just like this great man, you know, doing great things, go with your heart, your mind, your body, and soul, and always dream big, think big, and be big at every Thing you do. Love it. I like to, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, sir. Yes, thank sir. You. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. Thank you. First, uh, producer Todd. Uh, and I tell you, we'll be back the same time, same place tomorrow. It's if... your life.
6: Thanks for joining us for The James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit cooleyfoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley